1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. A couple of unusual real estate stories to start our show today. I wanted to get your take on a story first out of Edmonton about a house on the market and accepting offers starting at $1.00. What do you think about this idea? Is it just a gimmick? It is. It's it's a gimmick. And and you know what? Stuff like that really compromises the integrity of the MLS system or, or even, you know, the, the real estate landscape because this house is not going to sell for a dollar or 75 cents or anything like that. Uh, they already have a, a price in mind and what they're trying to do is, is create demand and they're trying to get more offers on the table. They're trying to get people to come in and it's like an auction. So you started off at a dollar, but obviously there is a reserve bid that they have in mind that they're not going to take less than. And by starting it off this way, and it's very, very rare that this happens. We've seen it in Toronto. We've seen it in Vancouver, but you know, it's probably one of the first ones that's hit this market. And you're looking at someone that obviously doesn't know how to price it or they think that, you know, this is a unique way to do it, it could backfire because you might get 10 offers all starting at, you know, $100,000 or $200,000. So it it could backfire on them and then you've got to list it at market value anyway. So I guess they think it's worth a shot. It's just a gimmick and you're not going to get serious people coming out you're going to get people that think they can buy this house for 150 dollars and putting in these offers so i think it's you know it's something that they probably want to try but i don't think it's the right way to do it but it's going to create attention isn't it going to get people to at least come in and look at this proper property who maybe would not have otherwise it will, but you're you're probably getting the wrong people because you're setting the wrong expectations. You're you're sending a message that, hey, this property is available, and even if you can afford four hundred thousand dollars, you know, traditionally in this market, maybe houses are priced at five or six hundred thousand, and the people that can afford a four hundred thousand dollar house will come in and offer on it. So, it will get you attention. Is it the right type of attention? That remains to be seen. So it wouldn't necessarily find you a buyer, right? Not necessarily. You'll get people that want to scoop the property because it's priced at a dollar. You get that uh, even in Toronto over the last couple of years when people would price at $50,000 under market. You knew that the house was still going to sell for over asking and, and you know, basically over what it would have sold for if it was priced properly because you're, you're trying to drive the price up. You're trying to increase attention to it and increase demand. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get more than you would have if you would have priced it properly. For our listeners who are just catching up, uh, we're talking about this story out of Edmonton where a house is listed at $1 and the chances of it being sold and what the the actual sale price is going to be. But, you know, it's Edmonton. It's different from a Vancouver or Toronto or York Region market. Isn't that the case? It really is. And, you know, in a really hot market where you have a shortage of supply and you have, you know, uh, infinite demand, it could work. But in a market like Edmonton, where it's pretty quiet right now, 
it's not the right strategy. You're better off to price it uh, and set the proper expectation as to where, you know, the price should fall. And then you're going to get serious people coming out because you're only going to get people that can afford that price point. Right now, you're going to get offers, but are they going to be the right offers? Are they going to be a waste of time? Probably. There's also this story out of Toronto about a luxury home that you wanted to tell our listeners about and what it sold for or what it really sold for. <laughs> so that's been in the news over the last few days. So a, a home was listed for $3.1 million and a sale price of $1 was reported. Now, taking a step back, you remember over the last couple of weeks, the story in the news was how the Toronto Real Estate Board now has to release pending sold data. And there was a lot of concern from sellers that didn't want their home price revealed uh, to the public. And it could be for a number of reasons. You know, privacy is always uh, obviously number one. But now you've got a seller saying, hey, I don't want my sold price released, Mr. Realtor or Mrs. Realtor. I want you to tell everyone that it sold for a dollar. And so that's what happened in this case where the price was reported as a one dollar sale. The actual sale price was $2.98 million, but for some reason, the seller did not want that disclosed. And this is going to, this may not be an isolated incident. It's probably going to happen as, you never know, you have people that have gone through, you know, divorces or separations. You've got people that don't want, uh, you know, other people to know what uh, their financial situation is. And sold data becomes public knowledge. So, it's a way for them to maybe protect that, but what does it do? As as a realtor, you have to choose from, you know, what your client wants you to do, but also what's, what's the right thing to do. And compromising the integrity of the data that's on the MLS is not the way to do it because what ends up happening? Now you have to think about banks that are doing appraisals. As far-fetched as it is, the banks will take the last three comps and one of the comps in this area is going to be a $1 sale. So how does that affect other people or refinancing or even the mortgage for these people when they go to get a mortgage? The sale price shows that you purchased it for a dollar. What is the bank financing it on? So there's, a, you know, it's, it's like opening a can of worms. So you think you're being smart and trying to outsmart the system, mm-hmm. and circumvent it. But how does it really affect us in the future? And, and that's what we have to look at. So. That's what happened here. So what recourse then do do sellers have right now who want to keep that information private? What can they do? It's a tough call right now. And this is what, you know, advocating for privacy has has been what the Toronto Real Estate Board has been doing over the last few years. But, uh, you know, the rule was passed that this information should be public knowledge. And we have to abide by the decisions of you know, the the judge that said that that information has to be public. So as far as, you know, sellers and, and how much they want to keep private, that remains to be seen because that's going to be a whole, it's a, it's a whole new can of worms that we haven't had to face before. So do you think that in this situation, um, whether it was the, the seller's idea or the realtor's idea that they were being cute or playing games, that this is actually going to backfire in the long run? It will. And it is so new that nobody really knows how to handle it. There's going to be people that want to protect that data or, or want to, you know, keep that price private. So you're going to start to see, you know, more, I I don't want to say more of this, but you're going to start to see this in different ways. And this is just one of them. Okay. 
When we come back, Asif will debunk a few real estate myths. And still ahead on the show, we visit a presentation center in Stouffville where the deal to buy includes thousands in rebates. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Actually, Asif, this first one is a bit of a true or false. Jared in Thornhill wants your take on a couple of real estate myths, like the longer a home stays on the market, the more room to negotiate. And, okay, let's do that true or false first. What do you think? <laughs> that's that's actually true and false. So oh. <laughs> it's an interesting question. But, uh, no, thank you for sending that in because you're right. The longer a home stays on the market the perception is that there's something wrong with it. So, you know, traditionally every month that your home's on the market, you drop about two to 3% in value. So you want to be priced right, right off the start because you want that home to sell within the first 30 to 60 days. The longer it stays on the market, you start, you start getting a stigma attached to the home to say, Hey, there's gotta be something wrong. Uh, Maybe the sellers are stubborn. Maybe nobody wants this home. What's wrong with it? And people start looking at it. Now you've got to start dropping the price in order to keep it relevant. So, uh, you know, a little bit of both. It, it it's it does drop, but it, it may not drop as as much as some houses, depending on what the home has. So it does give you a bit of flexibility in terms of negotiation, then, right? It does, and quite often you will have buyers telling us, "I only want to see homes that have been on the market for ninety days or more because I want to get a deal." And that's what you're going to be faced with. You're going to, one, you're going to be, you're going to have people driving by the home or if you're doing open houses every weekend, people are going to start saying, wow, that, there's another open house there. There's got to be something wrong with it. You get people looking at the home in a different light and that's what you want to avoid. So what advice then do you give the seller when, you know, we know that they're looking at the home or, you know, potential buyers are looking at the home differently. What do you tell the seller in that case? You need to price the home properly to sell. Because and then stay on point? You stay on point, but you also, like, if if you go in and you have proper comparables, and, you know, this is going to go back to the initial conversation we had at the beginning of the show where it has to be priced right. You can't, uh, you can't have a price point that's just there to entice people to come in, or and you can't have a price point that's too high because if you price your home too high, Obviously, you're going to be dropping because you're the highest bidder on that house. So you have to have it priced at market value. You need to let people know that you're open for business. Okay, so the second part of Jared's true or false, uh, he wants to know, um, do the weekends bring out the most serious buyers? On the weekends, especially in spring and summer, you're going to get everybody out there. You're going to get your neighbors out there. You're going to get people that are out for a nice drive that just want to see houses out there, decorating tips. Uh, <laughs> the it, You get the most serious buyers, you know, usually on a weeknight when there's a snowstorm out. If they're putting on their hat and coat and mittens and and coming out to see a house, you know they're pretty serious. So, you know, it's it's generally false that the weekends will bring out the serious buyers. You do get a lot more showings on the weekends and, you know, traditionally Thursday or Friday nights. 
because people have more time at that, uh, you know, at that point in the week. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the weekends are going to be the serious buyers. You may get people that see the house in the week and they want to come back with family on the weekends just to show everybody. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's a mix. And what typically then does the mid-September market look like? Are you busy? Do you get a lot of people out? Is there uh, a lot of back and forth going on at this time of the year? Typically, mid-September until about uh, late November is our fall market. And you get a lot of serious buyers out there. You also have, uh, you know, at this time, we have a lot of inventory. So it's atypical right now because we didn't have a spring-summer market. So it's really busy. It's busier than a normal fall market would be. And we've we've really seen that the activity amp up over the last week. So it's pretty hot out there right now. Well, that's good to hear. Okay, our next question comes from Vivian in Markham. She wants to know if a home inspection should always be part of the deal. Are there any exceptions to the rule? A home inspection provides you peace of mind. So it depends on your comfort level. It should always be a part of the deal because a home inspector is a specialist that will look at certain things that uh, you and I won't be able to see, uh, you know, just as we walk through. And this is what they're paid for. It's for peace of mind. A home inspection might cost you $400. It's the best $400 that you can spend. And the home inspector will point out certain things that may just be maintenance issues. It could be, you know, for future maintenance or preventative maintenance, but they will be able to guide you on how you should maintain your home and what you should change in the future and what the life of your roof could be or the life of your furnace could be. So even though it may not point out things that you need to do before you buy or or problems that the house actually has, there, there may be no problems in the house, but the home inspector's role is to provide you with maintenance tips and, and provide you a, a lifespan on you know certain things in the home that, that you may not know going into this home. I have a couple of follow-up questions for Vivian. Uh, how does a potential buyer find a reputable inspector? Ask your realtor. I mean, we usually deal with three or four different home inspectors, different companies. It depends on what you want. Do you want someone going in with an infrared camera? Do you want someone that is well-versed on the engineering uh, aspect of the home? So there's a lot of different things that you can take into consideration. And you know, the thing with home inspectors, you want to have someone uh, that works for a reputable company because they usually have some sort of warranty that, you know, over the next 90 days, if anything happens, then, you know, they cover it. So uh, you want to go with uh, someone that knows what they're doing. And usually your realtor will be able to help because they have relationships with uh, home inspectors and lenders, and they'll be able to guide you so that you can select from, you know, one to three that they suggest. Does a new build, whether it's a home or or does a condo, even require a home inspection? When you build, when you go into your PDI, you should take a home inspector with you because, again, they're they're not going to get caught up in the hype and and the you know the, with the new builds, you always have the the best salespeople going in with you. So even though they're they're coming in for the PDI on behalf of the builder. They know what they can say and, and they know how they can talk you out of stuff. But a home inspector will give you a report so you can submit it along with your paperwork before you move into a house so that if the builder needs to do any work, it's documented. Uh, new build, you should always take a home inspector in for the PDI. And same with condos. With the condos, you don't have it's not as intricate as a home inspection for a house, but you 
can take a home inspector in and they can check whatever's within the walls and it could be plumbing under the sink. It could be, we had a condo that we sold where the home inspector pointed out that the wall in the bathtub was really weak because it had gone through years and years of, uh, you know, uh, water damage and only a home inspector would have been able to tell us that. So that was a, a really good way to, or a really good use of, you know, $250 or $300 for a condo inspection but I would recommend one at all times. Good advice as usual. When we come back, a sales and presentation center in Stouffville and the details of thousands of dollars in rebates, you don't want to miss it. And just remember, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, a bit of a twist on our hot listing segment this week. Heather Cooper joins us from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, what have you got? Okay, this week we're actually going to be talking about 905 condos. They've really been the talk of the region. You know, we've seen some great projects in Markham, Vaughan, Richmond Hill. And now the demand for condos is expanding out to Stouffville. And the question we get asked a lot is, how do we select the right builder for our condo? And joining us now from the Pemberton Sales Centre is Daciana from Melbourne to talk about this fabulous new project, Ninth and Main. Welcome, Daciana. Thank you for having me, Heather. Thanks. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about Pemberton? Absolutely. Um, each Pemberton condominium community is built to the highest standard with attention to detail, cutting-edge recreational facilities, superb customer service, and lasting value. A Pemberton condominium stands apart from the crowds. Coming to the heart of Stouffville, 9th and Main by Pemberton Group will bring an elegant eight-story residence featuring condominium suites, two-story lofts, and townhomes with sizes ranging from 630 square feet to 2,200 square feet. Oh, wow, 2,200 square feet. Uh, It really seems like they're gearing this development for families. Uh, Can you tell me what amenities are offered? We offer exclusive amenities such as 24-hour concierge, large multi-purpose party room with beautifully landscaped outdoor terrace, multifunctional fitness center, steam room, entertainment theater, library lounge, media lounge, virtual golf simulator, children's playroom, guest suites, and pet wash stations. Oh, wow. Pet wash station. That's, that's unique. Um, so can you yes, tell me what, these, uh, what the starting price is for these units? These units uh, start at about 415990 and that price includes parking, locker, high-speed unlimited Wi-Fi service, gas outlets on balconies, patios, and terraces, window roller shades, and gas cooktop in kitchens. Wow, all that. So you get parking, locker, and you said Wi-Fi as well, like you get um, internet? Absolutely, absolutely. We offer high-speed unlimited Wi-Fi service, yes. Excellent. All right. So can you tell us the tentative occupancy date? Sure. The project is set to be complete January of 2021. Okay. So tell me if I have this correct or not. I saw that it was only a $5,000 deposit to hold the units. Is that true? Yes. That's a $5,000 deposit to hold and secure a unit. That's awesome. Dutchina, it's awesome. Now, I heard that you're already 50% sold out. 
It's crazy. Yes, we are. We're about 50% sold out. Yes. Now, the demand in Stouffville, I mean, it seems to be peaking for 905 condos on the whole, but Stouffville has really taken off in the last few years. So uh, what type of families are moving to your development? We have single families. We have downsizers, empty nesters. We have a large community that we cater to. It's going to be a zoo in there this weekend. And, and also, Remax Prime Properties is offering a $6,000 rebate on all units this weekend that are sold by Remax Prime Properties at your development. And Heather, you know, tell us what time you guys are going to be there. Uh, the, the RPP squad is going to be on site uh, at the presentation center. So tell us a little bit more about what time, where people can go, the address of the sales center. Okay, so we will be on site today and tomorrow from 12 to 5. And like he said, we're going to be offering a $6,000 rebate, which is exclusive to our listeners if you drop by this weekend. Please come visit us at 11750 9th Line in Stouffville. That's on 9th Line, just south of Maine. That's awesome. So, Heather, you're going to be heading there now. Dachiana, you'll be at the sales center as well. And uh, we'll, we'll have a full crew from uh, Remax Prime Properties. And it's, it's sure to be a fabulous weekend for condo sales in Stouffville. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Dachiana, I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. All right, thanks. Bye. That sounds amazing. So it's today and tomorrow from 12 to 5. Asif, thank you. It's a great show. Awesome, Athena. Thank you. Okay, remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.